there. What I just did right now would have taken way longer than that verse anyway, so it's all on me now. So, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Proverbs 25, naturally our Old Testament reading for this day. Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great. For it is better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. This is God's word. Those words, as I just said, come from the book of Proverbs. And the book of Proverbs is what we call in the Bible wisdom literature. That's a really important theme, especially in the Old Testament, the theme of wisdom. And a lot of those writings in the Old Testament are connected with King Solomon, who asked God to give him a discerning heart when he was offered anything that he could want. With the book of Proverbs, uh, Ecclesiastes, the Song of Solomon, all are in that, that genre of wisdom literature. And the verses I just read to you are an example of what is considered to be wise words. Don't put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great. For it is better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. In other words, it's better to receive a gracious invitation from a noble, from a king, from royalty, than to be told, move away, to be put to shame in that person's presence. Indeed, wise words, words echoed by Jesus in our gospel for today. The Bible does indeed place a value on wisdom. Now, we often make the comparison between wisdom and knowledge. And, you know, we, we elevate wisdom above knowledge. They're really just two separate things. Knowledge pertains to information. Wisdom, though, asks questions, digs into things deeper than just mere information will allow. So, for example, knowledge would ask yourself, where at the store can I find the things on my grocery list? You know, I need milk, I need butter, I need ground beef, I need eggs, all these different things. Knowledge would tell you where to find those things in the store. Wisdom asks things like, what things ought I to buy to feed my family and keep them healthy? That goes beyond mere information. In the Roosh household, it would be lots and lots and lots of protein. Right? We've been in this age, I think, for a number of months now, where we've looked at information, data, We've not always known what wisdom to trust to go along with it, to make decisions, what questions to be asked. And I think one thing that has been highlighted for us in recent months, recent days, in this time and season of life, is the need for humility. 
That is one of the great themes of wisdom literature in the Bible. Humility. St. Paul references it in our epistle today when he calls us to humility with gentleness. In Ephesians chapter 4. We are to be humble people. What does it mean to be humble? That's a good question to ask. In our culture... Humble means to have sort of an aw shucks sort of attitude, right? A humble person is a person who doesn't talk a whole lot about themselves. They don't crave a bunch of attention. They don't, they, they just kind of want to be left in the shadows of things, right? They don't want the light shown upon them. That has a little bit to do with it. Biblical humility, though, is a little bit more specific. The great, uh, Medieval theologian and philosopher Thomas Aquinas said this. He said that humility is basically three things. He said the first thing it is, is understanding that you are nothing. That's harsh. Second thing is letting go of the injustices that have been done against you. And third, it's Submitting to others' authority. And I think Thomas Aquinas is probably pretty right on in describing humility this way. First of all, understanding you are nothing. In other words, that you are, you are fallen. You are broken. You are what we in the church call sinful. And that that has separated you from God. Separated you from his love, that you are not deserving of his blessings and his gifts. The second one, letting go of injustices against you. And again, this is a a biblical concept as well, that we are not to carry grudges. We are not to seek retribution and retaliation. We are to be quick to forgive. And yet it is indeed so easy to hold on to the wrong someone has committed against us, isn't it? And finally, submitting to the authority of others. Indeed, we all want to rule ourselves, be our own boss, make our own decisions, live life on our terms. And yet the Holy Scriptures do indeed tell us to submit to our authorities, to those whom God has given authority to lead us and care for us. The long and short of it is that biblical humility, being humble people, sees yourself, it's seeing yourself in light of God's word. It's understanding yourself to be whom God's word has declared you to be. His law, which condemns you of your sin, holds your guilt and your shame and your brokenness before you, and empties you of any pride and self-justification that you can have. And then, of course, that word of gospel, which, as Jesus would say, says, friend, move up higher. Or as Solomon writes in the Proverbs, come up here. There is... 
a very real danger to our humility that exists today and really has always existed among the people of God. I think most of us think of ourselves as humble people, don't we? We don't crave attention. We don't want the spotlight. Yes, I know I'm a sinner. And yet how often do we self-justify our actions, our deeds, our words? When we are told, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, we have every bit of justification for why I can hold on to my anger to that person who did me wrong. When we are told to flee fornication, that we are to live in purity and chastity, we will self-justify why my relationship outside of biblical marriage is justified. When we are told to submit to our authorities and pray for those in authority over us, we can't let go of the fact that we're in, that the evil people are in charge, that they are our enemies. They may be, and yet they are to be loved, aren't they? See, the thing with self-justification is that ultimately what it is is self-exaltation. It's the very thing that Solomon in his wisdom warns us against in the book of Proverbs and which Jesus himself reiterates in our Holy Gospel. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Those who exalt themselves are brought low. They're humbled. But those who humble themselves are exalted. There is no place in the kingdom of God for those who try to justify themselves because it cannot be done. You cannot justify your sin. You can't justify your guilt. You can't justify your greed or your lust, or your jealousy, or envy, your pride, your stubbornness. All of it brings you low. The humble are those who see themselves in light of God's word. They allow it to convict them of their sin. And their guilt. They realize it does indeed. Make them nothing. But it is those. Whom Jesus. Exalts. There is. Nothing. Sweeter in the world to hear. Than the merciful word of Jesus Christ. Exalting us who are brought low by sin. 
I love the picture that's painted for us in Proverbs of hearing the sweet, sweet words of mercy and love and forgiveness that wisdom brings to us. It says in our reading today that this word, just one moment here, says a word fitly spoken, in other words, a wise word, is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him. He refreshes the soul of his masters. I love that picture right there, right? The cold of snow in a time of harvest. It's basically harvest time right now for those who do still harvest. And, and we here in the UP are not fool enough to think that we could not get snow at any point. I know it's supposed to be a high of like 71 degrees today. There was a story I know came across my Facebook feed uh, on like September 22nd, 25th, someday recently. Back in 1995, the town of Ironwood got six and a half inches of snow. Right. Well, what's the message that Proverbs is trying to relay to us? In that time of harvest, when you are working, when you are sweating, and there is a, a heat present because you are hard at work to bring in your harvest, a cold snow in that time would actually refresh you. It would be a welcome gift. And that is what God's mercy is. His love his forgiveness for sinners. In our epistle, I'm sorry, not in our epistle, our introit for today from Psalm 119. King David asked the Lord, deal with your servant according to your steadfast love. Deal with us, O Lord, according to your mercy. Grant that we would be humble, that we would know the depth of our sin that makes us nothing, that we would be told, come up here. Or as Jesus says, friend, move up higher. Come forward and receive the mercy of that God gives you in his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, after all, is the epitome of humility. He became nothing, right? Took on the form of a servant, emptied himself, and took our sin upon himself, though he had no sin of his own. He did not seek Retribution for those who did injustice to him, but he prayed, Father, forgive them for those who did him wrong. And he always submitted himself to his Father's will. And in response, the Father has said to him, Come up here. For when Jesus ascended into heaven, he went from his place of humiliation his place of being made nothing, to his place of being exalted, 
sitting at the Father's right hand. And for those whose sins are forgiven in the blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross, they are brought with him to his Father's throne. Our Lord says to you today, sinners brought low, those humbled by the word of God, he says to you, come up here. And indeed today, we do literally come up here before our God, present in his word, present in bread and wine, to taste and see that the Lord is good. Today, we take part in the feast prepared for the humble. Today, we are truly exalted. Not by our own self-righteousness, not by our own attempts to justify the wickedness we do. No. We are exalted because mercy is poured out on us in Christ our Lord. So today, and always, come up here. Receive the gifts of mercy your Lord Jesus has for you at his table. And receive a foreshadowing, or as we say, a foretaste of what awaits you in his glorious kingdom. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.